Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, Anime Nerd. And today, I don't even know why I just did that. But guess what, guys? It's only five more days to Christmas. And part of my special gift, and because technically I do this weekly, is my weekly anime review. Well, not anime review, but manga review. I will have a double feature of both Promise Neverland and My Hero Academia. Don't worry, I'm not going to jumble them all up into one big bomb. I'm just going to go ahead and separate it so you guys can choose which one you guys want to hear, in my opinion, to what I review and what I thought about it and everything like that. So, you know, stay tuned for that because, you know, I can't wait. And for all those who celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, and all those who celebrate every other holiday, happy holidays. Don't want to step on anybody's toes. You know, everybody have the right to celebrate whatever they want to celebrate. And, you know, I'm proud to say that, you know, that I've been here and been part of you guys' life for a year now. Because they've been, you know, Anime Nerd hit one year old. So, you know, one year old whoop, whoop, for that one. Because, you know, who knows? I ain't going to lie. Didn't think it was going to last for a year, but it definitely did. So I'm happy for that. And as we work on year two, please just suspect bigger and better things as my podcasts grow and become a household franchise name you know what i'm saying and for all those who support me continue to support me and for those who are just jumping on please if you like what you hear just subscribe go ahead you know reach out to me i'm very friendly and always willing down to get to know and then definitely check out all the other podcast listeners out there as well but anyway just for thank you for tuning in and we will begin the show shortly so please sit tight Welcome to Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go ahead and start off the double feature of Promise Neverland 116 Cage 1, or Part 1. And if you guys remember um, from last week's episode from Jen and Haito that Chrissy was severely sick and the situation finally just got worse. So pretty much uh, Haito and Jen told Emma and her crew that the only way they got to get medicine pretty much for uh, Chrissy or else it's not gonna, he's not going to make it through the morning. So the only way they could do it is to infiltrate uh, a plantation. So this is where um, caging part one begins. So um, when I was reading it, and I noticed something that pretty much as in the group, Emma and the crew was around there, and Emma was pretty much shocked that they were going to infiltrate the the plantation. She kind of thought it was kind of crazy, but Hayato was like, "Yes, it's only a few. That's what um, it's not that far away, and that's what they have to do to." To get some stuff, because if you remember that Minerva, his consul, well, not consecration camp, but his camp or whatever of kids that he's free, all has uh, pretty much kind of new. So they have to learn to grow their own food and so, and it's still fairly new. So they're not really established yet until they get their own medicine and stuff. So they have to steal from demons and stuff like that from all the plants that they raid and free. So, which makes sense. But anyway, moving on. So, Haito was there pretty much trying to convince them that 
that's the only way to save Christy. Um, and they'll be back before nightfall because, like I said earlier, that if they didn't do it, Christy's pretty much as good as dead. And, you know, nobody want to lose, lose any more people. You know, Emma made about it. She won't lose any more people, which I kind of wish she would stop saying that because they already lost, like, five or six people now. And it's sad but true, but you don't want to lose people. So, anyway, they were all looking forward for people to volunteer. Emma was like, <clears throat> sorry, guys, my throat's a little dry. Uh, Emma was like, take me, I'll go. And uh, pretty much, and then of course, Ray volunteered. Um, Emma told Jen if he could ask Jen if he could stay with somebody, we'll stay here. And then Emma was gonna take Zach to go with with her, her Ray and Zach to go with Hayato. Well, that was the original plan. So Zach, of course, agreed. But then everybody was shocked uh, to hear a random person in the group named Anna which is the girl with the blonde hair and the braids, was like, she'll go because she know more about medicine than um, Zach do. And plus, Zach is a well-experienced fighter, so he can protect those people in the group just in case there's, you know, any demons coming after them of the group that's staying behind. So, and plus, Anna had been working with Lucas um, to pretty much understand, you know, the the medicine sign that's what she specializes in and before i go in i like to just talk about like how amazing these guys are like every single one of them have a special ability and a gift that that seems to be working out for them that they're all unique in a way like zach is specializing in fighting and so handling them and anna is her special leadership is pretty much medicine Emma is the leader of the group, and she's also, I would say, part of the brain because you also got Ray, who deals with technology, and he's the brain of the group as well. So pretty much, that everybody each alone have their weight to pull. Even to look down to the little kids who understand the food aspect of it. This is what makes them a great team, and what I really like about them, uh, for the most part. But we're gonna continue going into the story. So right now, the group consists of that's going to go save, um, get the medicine for Chrissy. It will be Hayato, the newcomer from McNerva group. And then you got Ray, Emma, and Anna. Those are the, those are the four people that are going to infiltrate the plantation to get the medicine for Christy. So now that they decided to go and get it, they all like were kind of like, did a little flashback or whatever of everybody learning how to do whatever, whatever. So Emma told everybody that they're going to go and stuff like that. And she all, and before they left, Hayato was pretty much saying that, hey, you know, if we don't make it back by, you know, the next day to go ahead to the group, just in case something happened to them or better off that, you know, just in case they'll just meet them there. Worst case scenario. So once all that's in and done, the group ready head out to it. So they got to the plantation, and the plantation is like pretty much surrounded by woods and forests. This is a uh, I had to mention that it's a it's a low grade mass production farm. So pretty much it's gonna be like those kids who pretty much are just like your mass produced chicken, if you want to say that's the best way I can. Uh, um, 
put it at the moment. So, yeah. It's just that that's like, that's pretty much it. That's the best way I can put it. But anyway, so he was saying that there's not much, um, there's not going to be that much security or anything like that. And that, but they do have cameras and the cameras can, of course, cameras going to see and they also have sounds with the camera. So they have to be very quiet. So of course, um, they went into like this sewer, I would say it looked like it's a sewer or something like drainage and they managed to cut through and so and then it was pretty interesting for me that the this chapter showed the demons actually looking like normal human which is kind of weird not like looking like normal but doing normal human things as far as looking at security camera uh so pretty much the demons were talking like no no abnormalities here pretty much just checking and one of the demons mentioned that he's poor and then of course the other demon like aren't you happy and whatnot, because um, there have been recently, there have been a lot of wave of being plantation being destroyed, and um, that the nobles, the nobles all the way up there are being restless, so they're sending more security guards with that, which once I read that, I was like, well, they're in trouble then, because if they got more security guards coming for a low mass production, that means one of two things, that Emma and the group is heading for something that they're not ready for, and two, that this is going to be a lot harder than they thought it was going to be. But anyway, so the next page, Anna, who was in the group, was spotted by a demon. And it was kind of creepy. Like, I can't wait for this anime to come out because the way they have it almost had me believing, like, yo, like, this can't be real. But pretty much, like, you see the demon looking at Anna, Emma, Ray, Haito, and... Everybody else, well, I think that's everybody. Um, I'm pretty much shocked. So I actually start running. Ray, um, Ray started running. They took out the demon, and the ones, the demons who saw the, who was looking in the camera, managed to see one of their guards get killed, and shot a human. So then the alarm went off. So everybody had to go. Um, I had to tell Emma and Anna to pretty much go ahead and find the medicine and that he'll be the distraction. Him and Ray will be the distraction. So that's pretty much how the chapter ends. Like Emma, Emma and Anna, Ray and Hayato is taking care of the demons. Um, so, you know, that's just part one. So part two, obviously, is going to pick up to where this last continue. So, like I said, I'm not going to jump all, all of it into one. So I'm going to take a break right here and I'm going to come back with um, Cajun part two. So, stay tuned. All right, so we're back with part two of this segment. And pretty much all part two of Promise Neverland, chapter 117, Cajun part two. And like I said, this is part two, so clearly I don't need to go over whatever on part one. So Emma and Anna went ahead and managed to find the medicine cabinet where they was looking for the medicine at and everything. So Anna went ahead and did her thing. And she went running through all these aisles searching for the medicine while Emma kind of stayed looking and trying to help search for it. Even though Emma, Anna, Emma, yeah, Emma don't really know 
um, too much about medicine, but she could still help somewhat. But Anna was just running through it and they were searching. I don't know how much time there is pretty much, but while they were searching, the scene cuts back through to, you know, Ray and Hayato. And in this scene, you can see Ray running uh, from the demons and the demons were like, there's the human, go ahead. And as Ray was running, he ran into Hayato and Ray was kind of Hayato Hayato. I'm probably saying his name wrong for the life of me. I really do need to take some Japanese class. I can just say this, just for the side note. I know you guys like anime nerd. Why in the world are you stopping your review and talking about your Japanese? We know it sucks. Yeah, true. Touche. All right. Anyway, let's keep going. Um, so, yeah. So, Ray ran into Hayato. And for the most part, uh, Ray was shocked. Like, what are you doing here? Where's Emma? And so, you're supposed to be protecting them. And he's like, well, I am protecting them. This is what I'm doing. And then Ray realized, um, realized that that is true. He is protecting them um, from the demons because those who are being the distraction while they can easily find the medicine without ever really worrying. Um, so I had to mention it to Ray that they need to leave them around as long as possible just to solve for Emma and them. Um, and Ray was like, are you seriously trembling? And of course, Hayato, he's, he's a brave kid, but you can tell he's really scared. And he got a good heart. I, and, I, and I slowly started to like this character because of what he is. He's scared, but he isn't afraid to do what he got to do to save people's life. He don't want to die. Nobody want to die. But at the same time, if you can save a life other than your own and put, put you know, their life in front of your own, then you got my respect in my books. So... Yeah, so um, Ray thanked him for helping and told him that he's an alright guy for the most part. Well, you know, you're a good guy for the most part. And then, so they continued to run. So as they ran, the scene switched right back. Well, before they ran, Ray was running and then he noticed something. And before they could even mention what Ray noticed, it switched back over to Emma and Anna. And then... It looked like they found the medicine and they were running. And Anna was like, oh, what about Ray? Then we need to go back. And Emma was like, we pretty much told Anna that um, as long as Ray there, that they'll be okay. Ray will protect Hayata. He will never he will never die while he still have somebody to protect. That's just to show how great Ray character is. Because if you guys remember, and he was there from the very beginning, of the series, the raid character was definitely interesting, per se. And <laughs> I have to say, at one point, Ray was like my least favorite character, and now he became like my favorite character just because of what he is. But in this, in the first one, and when the anime came out, for those of you guys who hasn't like kind of just picked up on My Hero, not My Hero, I mean Promise Neverland, uh, then you'll know. Uh, what I'm talking about and those for you who's just waiting on the anime you'll see what I'm talking about because trust me I will be doing a podcast comparing the anime and the manga what I saw that was similar what I saw different what I saw like because trust me this is one of my favorite series so I'm excited about this but anyway moving right along so yeah pretty much once Emma told Anna that she was like you're right so they so the two kept going and Emma was just pretty much talking about It'll be all right. We can return by sunset. Wait for us, Christy. So as soon as Emma opened the, the little gate that leads him outside, 
it was literally surrounded by demons. And I ain't gonna lie, if I would have saw that, I'd probably pee myself. That's them face and them eyes and teeth, just everything about a demon in this in this in this manga is just too much. So Emma's like, oh crap, you know, Anna get back. So Emma tried to hold it down. There's demon outside, but one of the demons, they managed to open it and grab Emma. And pretty much uh the demon's like, oh, you know, we got a human. We really got a human. I heard a voice down there. There's still another one. Um, they said, let's report this to headquarters and, you know, whatnot. And then one of the demons realized, wait, this human is from Graceville. And they went crazy. Let's eat her. Let's eat uh, no me. And pretty much so they started kind of fighting within themselves and stuff. And Emma's like, um, it's no use. I can't get away. And right, it looked like before Emma was about to get eaten, a one of McNerva henchmen, the guy with the bag, uh, came through and killed all those demons. And he killed them with pretty much effort with ease. Like this guy is talented in killing demons. Like I ain't gonna lie, I can't wait for Emma and the group to get to McNerva and his crew because I feel like they got a lot to teach them. That to the point where they all have special abilities in killing demons. That's that's my point of view. And so pretty much Emma see the guy with the bag and the guy look at Emma was like a human. And he kinda kinda looked like he was about to stab Emma. And that's when Heights was like, uh, oh, friends, they're friends. These people are my friends and savior. And then that's when, you know, the guy with the bag turned and he was like, Hayato? So knowing that he know who Hayato is. Um and then Anna came and hugged Emma, tell her that she's so glad that she's safe and that it was so scary and stuff like that. Ray was asking, like, uh, Hayato allies, so this guy is Minerva. And Hayato was like, yes, this is Zazi, a trusted friend of the boss. So pretty much he's the right-hand man. And he only listened to whatever the boss command. No one know what he's thinking for the most part. So before this chapter and they pretty much uh, Emma was thinking that um, this is per, uh, this person is um, Minerva confidant uh, and who is more agile like he's agility of his and well using the katana against demon MS is kind of like she kind of was admiring it for the most part and so Ray mentioned like they need to get back before demons come out and start swimming um and so yes, she had the medicine, so let's hurry back. So for the most part, mission was complete. Well, mission completed, mission, whatever you want to call it. Mission accomplished, that's the word I'm looking for. Oh my gosh, I don't know how hard that was just to try to figure it out. But mission accomplished, pretty much, and the team's going back to get the rest of the kids and head to McNerva Group with um, Zazie in tow so they got even a, a super skilled master of killing demons with them so i think they're gonna make it too so i i predict this um chapter 118 they're pretty much running to get into mcnerva and emma and the crew will, will be able to relax a little bit more while emma try to figure out a way or emma tells mcnerva about the kids still stuck in graceville the place that she is at and how she need to get back to save them because she's worried about the ones that she left. So, but yep, that's pretty much it for that one. And I will roll into My Hero Academia 
because those two also have a two feature. So, yep, stay right, stick around. Ladies and gentlemen, so we're going to go ahead and kick off this next topic of My Hero Academia, Chapter 210, A Dream About One For All. So, you guys remember Deku and crew is pretty much the the joint training arc is what this arc is called. And they're doing, I think this is the final battle, I believe, and Deku and his crew is up next against Monoma, the guy who always be talking in his crew. So... Pretty much, the chapter begins with All Might um, receiving a call from Gran Torino, and they're discussing uh, about the dream that Deku had about one for all. So it shows them talking and discussing it. Well, not really discussing it, because it kind of like they began leading into it. But as soon as they led into it, it switched over to the fight that's going on with Deku and um, and 118 versus. 1B team. So pretty much you see Deku kind of flying around doing what he usually do. Um, and everything like that for the most part. So as he was doing that sorry, whew, where that young came from? Anyway, as he was doing that, uh, he was kind of wondering like he said pretty much that he shouldn't need to worry about one for all. He need to focus on what's going on and stuff like that. And the scene pretty much switched over to team um 1A and Ida made a mention that that Midoriya team has a uh, formation quite similar to that uh, Bakugo team in the fourth round and another member of um, Class 1A was mentioning that their balance is similar too which I would kind of disagree I think to me I felt like Bakugo Bakugo team was a little bit better than the team that you know Deku got Deku team's kind of like uh, not, I'm not going to disrespect Eureka and uh, Minima and Asido. They're all good in their abilities, but compared to what Bakugo was working with, I feel like just feel like that Midoriya had to compensate more to make sure they get get the win for the most part. That's just me in my opinion. Now, you guys might think differently of that, but anyway. So... Pretty much, they also like in the on uh, the members of One A was pretty much uh, mentioned that uh, that uh, Midoriya will have to move faster than Bakugo, and that he will have to lure out his opponents out of hiding because of the quirk abilities that each of the members have and whatnot. So Deku went ahead and was jumping, and for the most part, and uh, was trying to think that he needs to use his speed to lure out his enemy. But he also can get brainwashed by uh, sensational um, brainwash ability as well. And um, all of a sudden, there was like a bin that was thrown at uh, uh, Deku. And he was pretty much like was surprised for the most part. And there was Monoma over there kind of like rambling all like looking at him oh like he seems surprised that his, and then he was telling that his team is already caught that he needs to rush and hurry up to his team and that they're in trouble and whatnot pretty much trying to bait um you know Midoriya to do what he got to do for the most part 
of that is yeah, pretty much trying to bait Midoriya into doing what he trying to like bait him into finding out where his team is at and whatnot. And also and um stuff like that. And so while like I, at first when I was reading it, I didn't really think about what Monoma was saying. But then he like kinda like said something that probably would have struck a nerve to everybody else. And if he was facing Bakugo, I think he would have definitely, definitely probably would have been dead. Bakugo would have been in jail for murder. Cause he was like, you know, he was like, um, saying this. If you're his friend, then tell me this. How can Bakugo smile so confidently? Especially since he's the reason for the demise of the symbol of peace. Right then, then I was like, damn, like that's 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 a low blow. I'm not even gonna say a lot to you guys. That's a low blow. He ain't had to do it like that, like at all. Like pretty much, you know. I don't know what Bakugo was thinking. He probably don't think it was his fault anyway. But to him saying that, that's it's pretty messed up. That's some. It's pretty messed up right there. Just just to mention that oh, he's the reason why the symbol of peace isn't here anymore and stuff like that. So, you know, Midoriya, I forgot what movie you called, but Midoriya was about to do his little famous flick with his one finger. I don't know, what is that move? I gotta remember that. But anyway, the scene switched over to, you know, Minita, Minita and Yurka and Asido and their abilities, um, pretty much. And you see them setting up a trap or whatnot. And... Minima was like saying, I think I got something and pretty much something like disappeared and then uh, something like a big form of monster blob, I don't know what it was, uh, happened and one of the members yelled, it's young, it's young um, poster guys and cause Yen guy, whatever you're saying, eh? Yen guy, son, poster guy's ability, which that is a pretty pretty cool ability so you see them all kind of freaking out or shock or whatever and then you're gonna touching all the objects causing them to float so they won't kind of impact onto the group and hurting everybody getting seriously damaged and whatnot so but in the next chapter they kind of explain which one is young guy rico quickest poultry guy she can control things close by however she can only move one person at a time and Kodai used Quirk's uh, size. She can change the size of things that touch her, and it doesn't work on living things, though. So that's a drawback. But those two on the same team kind of make sense to me. In a in a way, it, it's like a one-two combo. Like they all, they're both very dangerous in their in their ways. And see, clearly, Team One A that Deku's leading has something. That, something to prove or whatnot. And the last member on the team is Shota Norenginkai. And his own is Twin Impact. He can recreate a previous attack at the same exact location. The second strike is several times stronger than the first one. That's crazy. His ability is a little OP. I'm not even gonna lie. He can recreate from the first attack, the second one will be um, several times stronger than the last. That can easily kill somebody if it's a super strong attack, even it being like a normal attack, meaning that he can make that attack happen again, but several times stronger. That's, that's pretty ability. I don't know what's his drawback, but that's not bad. Um, but anyway, the scene show that Yurika was saying that was close. They might have found out a uh, hiding spot is Deku Khan and then it stopped. 
and switch it back to All Might talking to Gran Torino. And she, uh, he would say, sorry, so you probably didn't want to hear this. Um, and he would say to or ask Gran Torino what exactly did Matt say to you? And Gran Torino responded, I think it was around the time she first inherited one for all. As usually we were just patrolling together. It was quite fleeting, but she said, um, and, it, and then this moment it showed Deku, and then it was like, listen, Gran Torino, I had a weird dream last night. There was a man strutted in black who appeared before me. Then the show erased her head and, de- uh, and Bakugo all kind of like looking in a weird look for a way. Especially Bakugo because that's not a normal look for him. And he was like, he looked at me and said, it's not that time yet. And then right there in that moment, you see, you know, Midoriya armor kind of like shatter and then like a whole black some black i don't know what it is but some black stuff coming out of his hand and that's pretty much how the chapter end and like i said this is a double feature so you already know that the chapter is going to pick up where it last left off so you ain't gotta worry about it we definitely 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 gonna find out what is going on with deku because that's crazy that he actually has stuff coming out of his hand so just stay on stay on to stay tuned and we will find out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're going to go ahead and finish off this last of the double feature of My Hero Academia, Chapter 211, and Inheritance. And um, I got to say, um, when we last left off on the last chapter, Midoriya was going kind of through some stuff. But before we even get into what Midoriya was saying, we kind of got a, like a glimpse of Monoma back past, I would say. Kind of like he was just been like told that he would never be a superhero with that kind of quirk and stuff like that. He was pretty much telling um, his teammate that uh, that his quirk would pretty much tell that it would be useless as a superhero, but he want to prove something wrong. At least we got like somewhat kind of a back, a backstory with uh, Monoma. Even though Monoma is technically not a uh, bad guy per se, he do hit some low blows. But overall, he is at the end of the day a teenager, and teenagers are kind of nasty towards each other. I would say. So pretty much, yeah, you get a little backlog of what's going on and stuff like that with Monoma. But then they switch back over to Midoriya, and you see pretty much um, his, he's losing control all for one. And Midoriya was pretty much saying that, uh, well, you, not he was saying, but you could see like some like I would say kind of dark shadowish type stuff coming from his body. I would say, and you could see him. Um, losing control for the um pretty much and monoma was just was like what was this another development how unpleasant because he didn't foresee this and um was trying to warn them to run away because his powers are clearly out of control and they're going all over the place and attacking people and can seriously damage people because everybody know uh uncontrolled all for one uh one for all. I keep saying all for one. 
Oh, one for all. An uncontrolled one for all is dangerous because, you know, Majora technically don't know his full strength yet. Even though he kind of do, but he can't control it. And if he hit anybody with his full strength, easily, he can easily, easily kill those enemies that he's trying to, to defeat. So... The chapter shows, like, uh, one for all, going all over the place, kind of pulling Midori everywhere while Midori is trying to fight. Um, Minima tried to uh, yell for Shinso. Uh, and everybody else don't know what's going on. They just think Midori came up with a new move or whatever. Um, but Midori's over there, like, in agonizing pain, talking about run away. I can't control this power. Um, it's overflowing, and they even show a, a nice clean shot of the power itself kind of going all over the place. How everybody can literally see the power of one for all shooting, um, not rapidly, but it's crazy and stuff, uh, for the most part. And then you move on, you, when you go to the next page, you see it kind of shooting all over the place almost. Yoraka is seeing this and was no sign ain't right. And pretty much, uh, it was like, what was that just now? Uh, so All Might ran over, talked to Aizawa, he, we should stop this, something is wrong. And pretty much, which I thought was kind of crazy that they, they should know that this ain't natural. Deku never did nothing like this. And... The teachers should just to sit there and watch and not try to stop it. It's kind of crazy. And I'm pretty sure if All Might was able to turn into, you know, one fall one more time, he will be able to, you know, stop whatever's happening. But, of course, he's not doing that. So, uh, pretty much, he was like, oh, um. So, they just kept, pretty much kept going. And you can see, and it's interesting that the chapter did this with the letters it was like black bowl with um red outline and you pretty much tell Deku's in pain he's like why it hurts it hurts why and so it showed the flashback of pretty much what Deku went all he came through and and you see him in tears and stuff like this and he's trying to plead with one for all trying to like talk to it to, to stop but one for all clearly is not listening and is in pain but right before anything happens uh Yorakas grab a hold of <clears throat> sorry Yorakas grab a hold of Deku and yell that at Shinso to do something and that's pretty much how the chapter and now what why was she calling out for Shinso I don't know uh, for the most part but I'm pretty sure we will find out soon yeah, we definitely gonna find out soon. But like from what I think, I think they're gonna try to tell Shinzo to use his mind control to kind of like put um, Deku in that E state or something. I I really don't know honestly what plan she they got. I don't know how it's gonna go, but something tell me after this Deku's gonna be pretty much out of the match, I and mean, they might even cancel the match in general and just end the whole joint uh, training arc as a tie. Which uh, I guess I can I can live with in a way I don't know but yeah for the most part though that's pretty much it for that chapter I I admit though I don't know what's going on I really want to know because I really wanted more I thought this chapter was gonna go give it a little bit more into what's going on 
so I'm somewhat a little bit disappointed. But overall, though, it was a decent chapter. It finally showing something's happening. We're going to probably get a little more insight of One for All. Even though One for All, we kind of know about it. We don't truly know, know what it's all about, truthfully. So, and maybe this is a new power that Deku himself got to uh, learn to control, which will make him stronger than um, All Might was in his power. But... Like I said, this is my prediction. I don't know. I don't want you guys to come attacking me. But I do want to hear from you guys and what you guys think. So definitely hit me up. But anyway, you guys take it easy. And you guys have a happy holiday. All right.